0: Bill McMinn, senior pastor of Eagleville Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living, and we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church, you will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to Way To Go Podcast, dealing with patience, actually. So, not that we always have tons of it, but we're going to talk about it. This is Steve Sargent from the Hiawatha Church of God in Christ yes. here with me today. Thanks for coming in, Steve. I appreciate Thank it. Thank
1: you. Always good to see you. Always glad to be here.
0: Yeah, um, it helps me actually to go through uh, these subjects. Like, we we just did recently a show on anger, and now we're doing this show on patience. And it helps me to go through And I remember when I was a soccer coach, I would hear from time to time because I was a no-yell guy. Like, my thing as a coach is don't yell. And I would have some of my players sometimes say, you need to yell, you need to scream at us more. And I would say, no, I need to make you run more, or do push-ups or something else. But I would just discipline my team. But I wasn't a yell guy because I was like Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly, carry a big stick, was okay. more my, my theory of it. But I would tell them, listen, if I'm yelling at you, I'm out of control at this point. I've already lost it. And I don't come here after a hard day and a long day of work to coach you guys to put that much emotional energy. This should not cost me tons of emotional energy to get you guys to do what you need to be doing. Wow. And if I have to be yelling and screaming at you, that means there's something way wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly not that is not that makes it not fun for me. Because when mm-hmm. I'm yelling yelling and screaming I don't find it to be a fun thing.
1: Mm. Well do you, you have to yell to get their attention? Like I'm not talking about yelling out of anger. Like if they're Across the field, would you yell to like, hey
0: No, I'm not saying that. If you're in a you're always hollering in okay. a game. You're not yelling you're not yelling people, but you're hey, watch out for this, watch out oh, for yeah, that. Yeah. I'm saying, Gosh, if you don't get on I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm sick of that that kind of stuff. I'm you know okay, I'm talking I'm glad about. You did. <laughs> yeah. Talking about that kind of stuff. I'm saying like yelling, screaming like a maniac because you can't get them to listen any other way. Mm. I was not a guy who was going to yell. I was somebody who's going to talk to you. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I would have years of being a youth worker. Years sure. of being a youth pastor, even when I senior pastor at Eagle Bob, was still the youth pastor. I never liked embarrassing any kids in front of their peers. Mm-hmm. I never believed in calling. You would have to really deserve it for me to call you out in front of everyone else yeah. because I know how sensitive kids were. So to me, it just wasn't a thing. So parents would often comment on it. Man, you are patient. I cannot believe how patient you are. I could never be <laughs> as patient with these kids as you are. And I'd always tell them the same thing. I'm not patient. God's patient. Wow. That's good. It's God's patience working to me. That's where the patience comes from. It's not me.
1: Well, you remind me of myself with that because I coached briefly. I had uh, a basketball team, and, you know, they were elementary, like fifth and sixth grade. I had to practice that same technique. I couldn't – I mean, I yelled at them, get their attention because they are across the court, and you need to say whatever to them, but never out of anger or even at the referee or what have you because I I just don't believe, like, I should be out of control like that, out of control and if I am, I'm, you know, I'm doing something wrong. Because it's not a good example either for the kids. No. You already have parents at times who are ready to fight, and you can't add fuel to that. you got to be the calming factor. I,
0: I, I agree with that 100%. And patience is found in God's example. In one verse, I went, during our, we've had seven weeks now, roughly of no in-person yes. services at church. And the first, we pre-recorded, we didn't live stream for the first three weeks. So there was one day I got a chance to go out and just walk, I believe I hiked eight miles that day. All train tracks of a track that's not used very often. So I wasn't worried about it. It wasn't like hiking a track of trains blowing up and down it every day. It was just, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if they used it once a week, I'd be surprised. I mean, there's rust on the rails. That's how little the track gets used. Oh, so wow. uh, I felt pretty safe there. And so I'm hiking up and I'm thinking about the verse. I'm like, well, Lord, you know, give me a verse. And, and the verse I really meditated on was Exodus 34, 6. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And that really, right there, that verse meant a lot. And I just kept thinking about it because I kept challenging myself, are you that way? Now I realize God is, he's omnipotent and he's everywhere present. And there's certain things about God that I'll never be and I'll certainly never be perfect like God is perfect. However, some attributes are what they call moral or communicable attributes of God, meaning They're the same attributes you'll see in man, that man can also be loving, man can also be patient, man can also be compassionate, man can also be gracious. So there was a reason why I was asking those questions. And so I appreciate it because this helps us in patience. If you look at this verse and you emulate God, it's going to help you because first of all, it says he's compassionate. And when I'm compassionate, I'm remembering, hey, people are frail. People make mistakes. Mm -hmm. People don't always get it right. People are sometimes as pastors will say they're sheep. Yeah. And and they're, they they need to be led, and so all that kind of stuff really helps me because I can better empathize with what people are going through, because I'm
1: compassionate. That's right, and that's what we're supposed to be. It was Dr. King who said that he's glad God told us to love our enemies and not like them, right? <laughs> because you don't always like what your enemy is doing or how they're behaving. But you have to love them. And he said, You love them because God loves us. Right. He's been patient towards us, he's been forgiving towards us. So we reciprocate that to our fellow people, you know, in the audience, the folks that are in our life, even our enemies.
0: And it's easy to say, it's still a great challenge, I mean, to actually do those things. And if somebody here, if my family hears me talk about being compassionate, they're going to say, You're one of the least compassionate people I know. Well, yeah, sometimes. Like I wasn't one, I'm always one. You need to work out more. That was like my saying for everything. My leg hurts. You need to work out more. I'm getting sick all the time. You need to work out more. My back hurts. You need to work out more. That's what he used to You need to work out more. That was my answer for everything. But... There is a part of me that's compassionate for the people the people who have blown it, the people who want to get back on track. I don't have a ton of compassion for people who are defiantly rebellious against God's word, yeah. repeat the same dumb things over and over and over again. That probably not so much. But mm-hmm. compassion as far as trying to understand, trying to be empathetic, trying to get what people— their view, what they're going through. You're mm-hmm. driving down the road. Somebody's driving like a maniac. You don't know what happened to them. That's right. You don't know what they're going through. So I think that's part of it. I think graciousness too, and just cutting slack, remembering what you were like. It helped me to deal with my teens when I remembered what I was like when I was a teen, because yeah. they still weren't as bad as what I was. That's right. I was
1: uh, I used to be our our bishop of our jurisdiction when I was I was a young adult. I was his like personal assistant. We have our big conferences. So whenever he had to leave the sanctuary, if he had to go to his office or what, I always went with him. Right. So we're going to, we uh, stop by the restroom on our way back. This little kid is standing at the restroom door and he, hi, yeah, he kicked the door oh, open. Like, no. you know, like he was uh, some kind of uh, karate expert or what. And our bishop's first response was to reprimand him for that. And then he looked at me and he said, Sometimes I forget I was a kid too. Right.
0: Oh, it's easy. You know, you got a kid. I remember when my kids were little, you know, one time I was laying on the, just laying on the floor underneath the couch just minding my own business. And uh, my kid came and just did like, they were, I forget, preacher seat in the pool. If you ever did that one, they just went and jumped up in here air and landed on my stomach. I had no warning. Woo! They were even coming. That's a flare up. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. pain leads to it. Right. And you got to remember, yeah, well, I was a kid too. And I did all kinds of stuff too. So I think that's being gracious. I think also not jumping to conclusions. Uh, one thing that I've noticed just in the last week is if you make a statement like you don't agree with some of the stuff that's going on, mm-hmm. people assume you're noncompliant. Yeah. They assume that uh, you're not listening, that you don't care about older people, that you have no empathy. Mm-hmm. Thank God my mom's not around Joe, I'm like, all I said was we had to wear masks. Like, how that gets construed to you're not wearing it or anything else. But just no asking questions. Just assuming the worst for people. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have a little more grace than just to call names or attack people just because you disagree with them. That would help us be more patient if we just – so look at God's example. It's his compassion. It's his graciousness. Then it says he slowed anger, which is the definition of patience as we look at it, slow long fuse. And then he's abounding in love. And patience, if you look at what love is in the Bible, patience is a characteristic of that. It sure he is. He abounds in love. Yeah. Our love as we abound with other people helps us to be patient with them.
1: And, you know, we we should always consult God to help us to have these attributes, these characteristics, because... I mean, it's not always easy. You're not always dealing with people who are loving and understanding and you have people with a lot of problems and a lot of issues and we don't always understand. And I will talk to some people and I will say to them, bring me into your world. Right. Help me to understand why you feel that way. And we may never agree, but at least you have an understanding as to how they got to that point.
0: Right. Which I think would be wise. Yes. Right. And how we're understanding. I think if you look at people, it helps you to be patient. When you try to look at the other side, walk a mile in their shoes, mm-hmm. try to understand their perspective. Now, sometimes, as we have said in other shows, the only way to understand people is to know that, how did you say it? You'll never understand see, them.
1: You'll never understand. If you don't, understand that they don't understand, you'll never understand that.
0: Right. And sometimes like no matter how much you look at it from their perspective, Mm -hmm. there's no getting it. And it's just not right. No matter. It doesn't matter. You can turn it upside down. You can turn every direction. Look (laughs) Mm -hmm. at it from every angle. It was just wrong. And sometimes you just got to come down and say, Hey, I just got to call it what it is. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just not right. It's not a good move. It's like, we're going to talk about uh, Saul in the Bible. And Mm -hmm. when Saul made that sacrifice and he shouldn't be, Shouldn't have done it. And Samuel said, "I don't care how many excuses you gave me, that was a foolish thing to do. Yeah. It meant this. That man had no sense. Like he truly did not get it. Mm-hmm. And 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 you look at the rest of his life, he continued not to get it. Sure. And that that was just one emblem of a person who just doesn't get it. And sometimes you got to be able to discern that and say." They're just not going to get it. And that's it. I can't try anymore, and I can't go on. And and you still be patient with them, still be nice. I think you can always still abound in love no matter oh, what. Yeah. Yes. And so that, even on the catch-all, when you don't get it, even when you're trying to look at it from their perspective, then the catch-all is I'm going to still abound in love. So that's patience comes from God's example. So when I start looking at patience, I start trying to understand it. I want to look at God because, thankfully, he's been patient with me. Yes, he has. I with should be a too. charcoal briquette, <laughs> basically, <laughs> And if we were God, by the way, there'd be a lot of charcoal briquettes all along the highways and everywhere else, because we'd be the we bring the lightning bolt brigade in. You know what I mean? We'd be boom, boom, <laughs> boom, we'd be getting them. So thank God we're not God. So
1: right.
0: he's very patient. We should be patient too. But part of that is having a long fuse in Ecclesiastes seven nine, it says, Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Mm. What do you think of that verse?
1: Well, it's the truth. When we well, fools don't have the self-control and certainly won't look at it from a biblical perspective and say, "Well, and pray, like you feel like you you want to choke somebody. Don't just go choke him. Pray about it, right? God help me. I really feel like choking this person. He knows you feel like choking them. Right. You ask him to help you, calm you down or what? He will, right? So just talk to him. We talk to them, you know. If you choke them and you go to jail, you're going to be talking to them. Yeah, we're not talking <laughs> Why about it assault. Talk to them before, exactly. you know, before you go or before you get to that point. Talk to them about, it. to help me, Lord." Right, and I think too
0: this is saying quickly provoked. I think sometimes we're provoked too easily, yes, we where are. our our skin's a little too thin, or maybe it's worn a little too thin. I think in the emotions of things like coronavirus, long time stay at home, people without work, uh, getting a little bit thinner, and so they're a little more they're a little quicker Mm -hmm. to wrath where we should be more patient and just trying to, we have to remind ourselves of these things, just talk ourselves off the ledge and say, Hey, this says right here in the Bible, don't be quickly provoked. I'm allowing myself to be quickly provoked. And sometimes there are things you can do about it. I mean, you can walk away from that computer. You can just choose not to look. You can bypass it. There's tons of things where I want to weigh in Mm -hmm. that I see on Facebook. I don't know how it is with you. I mean, a lot of things I'd like to weigh in on. I don't because it's not going to matter. Nope. And I know it.
1: You're it's going to stir it up more. So right. I, I just walk away. I saw something on social media the other day and it really, it made me so angry. I was so angry for probably a good hour. And I actually had to pray and ask God to help me because first of all, it wasn't worth it. Right. And somebody else's opinion is their opinion for whatever reason. And I had to walk away. I mean, I had to really talk to myself like, and I'm not going to retaliate because what am I going to say? Right. Everything I say, it's only going to open up another door of right. frustration. And, all. and I don't, that's why I don't get into well,
0: it. I think like when that. people put it out, they don't care what you have to say anyway. No. They only care what they have to say. No, and, and you got to realize that. I think you got to realize when people put the thing on, mm-hmm. they didn't put that post out there because they thought they were wrong.
1: Right. Right.
0: <laughs> They put that post out there because they think they're right, and chances are when they're they, when they're strong enough in their position, they put it out there on Facebook, you're probably not going to change and move on because mm. all you're going to do is – My wife put up a post. Remember when we used to be free? That's all she said. I said, yeah, remember when we used to be able to choose to go to a ballgame, restaurant, mm-hmm. barbershop, blah, blah, blah. And uh, now we're not going to have a choice to wear a mask. We're going to be forced to – because this was on the Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Firestorm. Firestorm. And people are tagging me, you're not going to wear a mask. You don't care about the elderly people and this and that. I'm like – all I said was I had to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and, and I told somebody in a post that I didn't have one. And so they they read into it. They assumed that I wasn't going to wear one. I, Steve, I ordered a mask within mm-hmm. minutes of finding out it was mandated. Okay. I ordered a mask immediately because I'm not going to be any exception. It's not anything I'm looking at ignoring. It was just, I don't have a choice in it. They mandated and I go into a store, I'm going to have to wear it. I'll Mm -hmm. probably stay away from most stores where I'd have to wear it. But I mean, when I have to go in, I'm going to have to have it. I ordered, I told my wife to order it too. And so then that goes into, you don't care. I'm like, how did I, I, I never said anything. I'm, I'm right there complying, being accused of not complying. And she took it down like four hours later. And then I put a post up the next about a day or two later about of a dead deer skull. And it was me after expressing an opinion on coronavirus. <laughs> so I put that up there, which got a lot of comments too, but none of the negative comments. Because you can't express an opinion. Just leave me alone. There's one one person that's probably going to have some issues because some of the people here saw it and they're connected in some way with the church. They they they, they another other pastors took real issue to some of the stuff said there. Not with me, because I, I just made a comment. And I'm getting attacked, 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 and I'm like, this is ridiculous, man. And this is why I don't comment, by the way. And it was on my wife's post. It wasn't even mm-hmm. my post. I try to keep my stuff. I mean, seriously, if I could take pictures of unicorns and rainbows every day and put out there, I'd do it. Throwing <laughs> an occasional butterfly, I'd be right there. You
1: do put great pictures out, might I add. Oh, I, Especially I appreciate the, that. at the lake, oh, man. the sunset, and just unbelievable. I send them to all my family all over the place.
0: I try to be positive, seriously. I try to be positive or funny. Mm -hmm. And they're both the same thing. Be positive and funny. That's all I stay to. I've been accused of not, not being on. You know, being anti-government. I'm like because I said I would hug people. I mean, come on, guys, you got you got to stop. Seriously, Mm -hmm. you just gotta just let it be, let it be, let it be. But patient, I gotta be patient with all these people too. Mm -hmm. So patience, long views, right? Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. Whoever's patient has great understanding, but one is quick tempered, displays folly. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of understanding to be a patient person. It takes the understanding to think through. This is going nowhere. Bite your lip and don't act out of emotions. I think that's one thing that we really need to be careful of. Don't act out of emotions.
1: That's very true because our emotions can be all over the place. And it's not, when you say something or you do something, we can, we can ask for forgiveness. And, you know, obviously the Lord forgive us, but you can't always take it back. Right. You know, you can't always undo what was done. Right. So I'd rather err on silence. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or um, going off somewhere and yelling out real loud. Myself. Absolutely,
0: and Proverbs fifteen eighteen, a hot tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. And what I would say here is, proact, don't react. Yeah, you got to be proactive in bringing peace. Don't just react, <laughs> because patience ultimately is going to be something that looks away from offenses. And in Proverbs nineteen eleven, a, per, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is the one's glory to overlook an offense you're offended. You just saw something in social media, you're offended. Mm -hmm. It's to your glory to overlook it. Yes. A patient person overlooks an offense. And so I think that's something, man, that's, that's huge for helping us as we look into it and say, man, how can I be more patient? Overlook Mm -hmm. the offense. Yep. You'll sleep better. That's true. You won't have to worry about it. Right.
1: That's right. And it's not always easy to overlook. But we can overlook, and we must realize that that's a little, you know, dot or chittle or tittle of an offense or what have you. And what, in the big scheme of things, it's more important for us to overlook it and move on, and not just fester over it. We'll fester over it for three hours, and it's not even worth it. Right? It's not worth it. Well, somebody might
0: say something really rude to you, and you respond, and then you're the one that looks bad. Yeah too. And you got to realize that sometimes it's the person responding that looks the worst in the whole thing. They didn't even start it. They just let, they weren't even meaning anything or attending anything by it. But again, don't assume you know somebody's motives. Don't assume because somebody says, I don't agree with what Mike DeWine says, that that's an indicator of future behavior on their part. You don't know how that person going to respond. They're allowed to disagree sure. with anything. We're allowed to disagree Absolutely. with Trump. We're allowed to disagree with anything. So that doesn't mean that you're not going to comply. You're just stating a thing. And I think a lot of times people are so sensitive that if you just make a general statement, they they assume that you're like, <laughs> let's put the the group of other people that they're looking at that they're having a problem with, and they just lump you in there. I think it's better, honestly, to ask people, what do you mean by that? Like, what do yeah. you... What do you think by that? Or, or what are your thoughts on this? And try to understand, it, even from our perspective, if we differ from them, mm-hmm. is to say, well, let me ask you something. Why do you think this? Why do you believe this way? Instead of coming at them, ask. And I think that would be a better way. And, and you wouldn't be offensive by asking because no one minds explaining themselves. That's right. Right? So right. I, at least I don't think so. So a uh, fruit of the Holy Spirit says, Galatians five twenty two through 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And that forbearance there, that's your endurance. That's your patience. This is a part of the Holy Spirit. So as I look at this, I say, yeah, that's what we need. If you're going to come and you're going to find yourself being a patient person, you need the Lord's help, right? So we need to overlook offenses. That's one of the Mm -hmm. things that we learn. We learn patience and long views, and we learn that we need to take it from God because patience is found in his example, and he's compassionate, he's gracious, he's slow to anger, he's abounding in love, and that's what we should be too. Steve, I appreciate you coming in being part of the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So have an awesome and blessed week, each and every one of you, and make it a patient one.